Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. Get ready for a very different, vulnerable, and uncensored conversation with Dr. Anthony Mattis and his amazing guests. They'll be sharing the powerful tools of access consciousness that have helped thousands of people all over the world to create change in every area of their lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. I am Dr. Anthony Mattis, and the topic of the day is why is awareness not easy? Uh, I'll be using the tools of access consciousness. Uh, I've been an access consciousness facilitator for the last nine years. My, uh, my trade is in the field of uh, chiropractic. And uh, so I've been a licensed chiropractor for um, more than 20 years now. So anyhow, um, why is awareness not easy? You know, so for those of you who are probably listening to this podcast anyway, I, so it's probably people who already have been using the tools of access consciousness. But for those of you who are not, I'm just going to sort of like jump in to it and talk about things that maybe may not make any sense to you whatsoever. So, but like anything in life, really, it's, it's like, it's not always what the person says. It's sort of like the way the energy reads. And if it's something that feels light in your universe, then it's true for you. If it's something that feels heavy, then it's not true for you. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. So, but a lot of this conversations for those of you who actually do do access consciousness and you've been using the tools of access consciousness for a long time. And one of the, um, some of the misconceptions or one of the misconceptions that I've seen over the last nine years is that people think that the more access they do, that um, the less aware that they'll become. In fact, it's kind of quite the opposite. Or the, or what actually ends up happening is the more access you do, the more aware you become, the more sensitive you become to the world around you, both the physical world and the non-physical world. And yeah, I'm talking about, you know, ghosts and things like that and just different energies, you know, for that matter, or even the earth communicating with you in one way or another. And, and how do you know? Because these things show up in your body or they show up in your mind in all sorts of weird, weird ways. If you're actually willing to listen, if you're willing to use the tools, you can actually have ease with this awareness, even things that would typically be unpleasant. So for example, like if you're struggling with anxiety or back pain or uh, maybe a manic episode or depressive episode, one of the things that we teach in Access Consciousness, by the way, uh, it was created by Gary Douglas. He is the founder of Access Consciousness about 30 years ago and co-created by Dr. Dane here. Uh, Dr. Dane came along about 10 years uh, after Gary started Access and, and really together they, they really have created something marvelous to where Access is basically in over 170 different countries all over the world. Anyway, so um, but one of the things we teach you uh, in the very, very beginning is that 99% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. Now, when I first heard that, I was like, come on. Yeah, right. Now, it took me a long time for me to start actually getting the awareness of what that actually really meant, right? Because it's like, look, if, if someone pisses you off, right, you're like, what do you mean? That person just pissed me off. That's my thought, <laughs> right? Or, or if you, if you um, bump into something, right, and you have a pain there, it's like, ow, that's my pain. That pain doesn't belong to somebody else, right? But you probably had 10 seconds of unconsciousness and 
didn't see where you were walking. But that's another story for another day. But what about like the chronic pains? What about the pains that don't go that don't go away, right? So one of the reasons, and whether it's pain or mental stuff like anxiety, like I said, or depression or insomnia, we live in a world that basically if it doesn't fall in the boxes of the five, your five senses, uh, hearing, smell, um, tasting, okay, touch, sight. If it doesn't fall within that window, then it can't be real. Or if it does fall within those windows of the five senses, then it is real. It is yours. You're the one who's smelling it. You're the one who's seeing it. You're the one who's feeling it, right? It's your anxiety, right? Let's just take anxiety, for example. Okay. So let's say, I don't know, you know, there's a, there's a saying, what, Hey, you know, once you reach, you know, age 40, it's all downhill from there. You know what I mean? Those are points of view that exist, right? Or, you know, let, let's say you're overweight, right? And we, you know, everybody has their triggers, right? And so anxiety is usually something that someone responds to a particular stimuli that's undesirable. Let's say if you're a teenager, it's acne, okay? Um, and they start to lose their shit about it, basically, <laughs> to the point where they're in the mirror all, all day long or they're picking at it, right? And then they, it brings them to tears almost. And it's almost like, okay. And it's not maybe to the point where like it's all over the face. There might be a little, little section where it's, you know, maybe not desirable, especially when you're a teenager, right? And, um, you know, you transition from being a kid where your face is totally smooth and, and, and nice. And all of a sudden you got these things popping up, right? And there are severe cases out there. But what if you just, you know, you have a mild to moderate case um, and, but you start having almost like a nervous breakdown, all right? So in access, you see, again, staying on this whole anxiety topic, you know, it's like, because the reason why, so an access will say, well, who does that belong to? Now, a person's response would naturally be like, it belongs to me. Look at my forehead. I have acne. If I didn't have this acne, I would feel better. Right? And that's what we tell ourselves. But like, what if there's another situation where you're overreacting? to a particular stimuli and you have the same emotional response to that particular stimuli that the medical community would say is anxiety or a panic attack. You know, it's almost like the, the punishment doesn't fit the crime, so to speak. It's like the stimuli and the way that you're reacting to the stimuli, it, it, it's like the way you're reacting goes far beyond the actual stimulus itself, it just doesn't match up. So they refer to that as like someone who's having an anxiety disorder, okay? But in access consciousness, we actually call that awareness, okay? Because 99% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. In fact, in the foundation class that you take, we actually go on to say 99,000% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. But why do we make them so real? 
Well, because there's nowhere in this reality that educates you beyond your five senses. <laughs> if you can't taste it, smell it, see it, hear it, all right, uh, or feel it, I don't know, I may, maybe got them out of order there. Um, I left something out. It doesn't matter. You catch my drift. Then it then it doesn't exist. It doesn't real. And if you can't taste it, touch it, smell it, all that, then it is real, right? So you're the one who's having the panic attack. You're the one who's having the anxiety. So it's real. Your heart rate's beating. You're freaking out. You feel this impending doom coming into your world. So it must be real. And so what would a medical doctor do is they'll give you some, some Xanax or some anti-anxiety drug. If you go to a, a holistic chiropractor or an acupuncturist or a naturopath or something like that, then, you know, they'll find some herbs to sort of take the edge off like valerian root and passion flower, which is fine. It's great. It's, it's, it, it's good. Those things are effective and can be effective. But if you don't get to the cause of it, you're always going to be looking for something outside yourself to fix it and make it go away. So at the end, you're just really dealing with the symptoms. So, so let's say you start to start to finally look, you know what, I'm ready to start looking at this. Who does this belong to thing? Okay. If they say 99% of my thoughts and feelings don't belong to me, they wonder who the hell does it belong to? Well, it's kind of like Chinese whispers. It's like, you trust me, you are aware. Just play with this idea. You don't even have to believe it. Cause I, I didn't, <laughs> I did it, but my life changed so much that I closed my chiropractic practice down to travel all over the world to facilitate these tools because they actually work. But they sort of like worked with me sort of disbelieving a lot of the stuff that I'm talking to you about right now. You know, I was so, sort of into it from the beginning for all the hands-on healing modalities, not so much like the verbal processing and the mental processing that you do. So if 99 percent of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. It's like, why is it so difficult for us to actually stay present with the tools? For those of you who actually been in access for a while, where you're still at the effect of your feelings, you're still at the effect of your emotions. Why? Because they feel real. You're the one who's having them. You can feel yourself sweating. You can feel yourself being angry. You could feel yourself being scared. So it must be real and true, right? Because it's processing through your five senses. But what if you are actually, what if that was just your body telling you what's going on in somebody else's world? What if that was your body and mind telling you what was going on, maybe even in the spirit world, like a dead relative? How many of you out there are mimicking either mental systems, mental symptoms, excuse me, or physical symptoms that maybe a dead relative had. Did you ever consider the fact that perhaps that's your body's way of letting you know that they're around? Now, if you're brand new to this, I know that sounds hokey, okay? That's fine. And I don't care. I receive your judgment. <laughs> In fact, I had the same point of view. But for those of you who've been in access for a while, and you're still at the effect of your emotions, it's okay, number one. Because there's really nowhere in this reality, except for the last 30 years, that has taught you how to exercise your awareness to use it to where you're not at the effect of it. But so let's say you had a dead relative that committed suicide, or maybe two for that matter. And then one day you start having anxiety, but you think it's because your pimples. Or you think it's because 
I don't know. Your hair's falling out, but it's not falling out. You just happen to rub medicine in it that you weren't supposed to rub because it has all this acidic, acidic stuff in it that made your hair fall out, but you start freaking out, right? It's like, it, it's like the punishment doesn't fit the crime, so to speak. So you tend to overreact, but why are you overreacting? Who overreacted in your life? In Access, we actually talk about that um, you can actually tap into people's thoughts and feelings up to 8,000 miles away. So one of the reasons that I found that it's so difficult th uh, for us to have ease with our awareness is because we value those five senses so much and because we've been trained to like to believe that what we are experiencing through our senses is the only thing that exists. That is what's actually real and true. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not having the pain or the intensity, okay? You are, you very much are. But what if you, what if it's not, has nothing to do what you think it has to do with? Now, I've been spending a lot of time in hospitals. Um, you know, I have very close friends of mine that have been diagnosed with cancer and all that. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little bit disappointed <laughs> in the medical profession because it's like, they're just, they don't give you all the fucking information for some reason. They don't give you the information. It's like, I have a friend that diagnosed with four brain tumors. The worst kind you can get, they said, of that particular category. And I understand giving people hope, but they never had the conversation of like, you know what? They, well, the conversation was, you could have two years with the treatment, um, but they never said your quality of life is probably gonna suck for most of those two years. And they, they, they never said, you know what? That's on the, the maximum side. This thing can go downhill within the next three months. So if you have things you, and, and these particular tumors happen to be pressing on a particular part of his brain that affects his speech, why wouldn't that medical doctor say, look, you could have three months or two years. If there are things you wanna say to the people you love, say it now. Cause you never know if there's gonna be another tomorrow. Say it now. And sure enough, this guy's in the ER, just a, I think a few weeks later, let alone a few months. I'm not really sure of the timeline, but I'm like, what the fuck? Why are these people keeping it real? And, I, and I'm not gonna get on this whole COVID-19 thing, man. That's another story for another day. And I'm not gonna use this platform to get into that because that's not gonna create, but oh God. Anyway. But what I'm trying to get you to and get you to hear is that whatever anxieties you may be suffering from, okay, look, if Xanax was the answer, people wouldn't have anxiety anymore, right? Um, and that shit's like a weed anyway. If you treat it with medication, it's going to come back. It'll come back in the, with a vengeance because you're not getting to the cause. And the cause of it, for some of you, it may be circumstantial. It may be a situation that you're in that's undesirable, that's causing extreme amounts of stress. I get it. My late wife committed suicide. I know what it's like to be in extreme, 
you know, stressful situations where you're in fight or flight the whole time. But when you're starting to have like a panic attack over things that maybe on a scale of one to 10 are like a four or a five, you got to start looking at what you're aware of. Okay. Because if you keep going down that pattern, if you keep having that pattern, every time you react to something that you decided was a horrible thing and to the next person, it's like no big deal. They'll live with it. They know it will pass. But if you find yourself that there's a pattern there, you got to start looking at how you're choosing to react to a particular situation, a particular stimulus, because the way you're reacting doesn't fit the actual thing you're reacting to. So that's a perfect example of who does this belong to? And if 99% of it's not yours, you need to explore someone else's or something else. Now, there's a whole specialty um, area in the field of access consciousness called talk to the entities. <laughs> and for those of you who knew, if I, if I didn't lose you yet, then I probably lost you now. Okay. But I resisted and reacted to this body of work because I'm like, oh, that's just too far out, too weird. And I'm not one of those people who see ghosts or all that. So I don't know what the point of, of me knowing that. But what I've learned is that we all have entity awareness. Every single one of us has the ability to perceive, know, be, and receive, uh, whether you see ghosts or not. And again, it's not something you learn in school. You definitely don't learn it in church. There might be some churches out there that teach you about it, but if it doesn't, if it's not filtered through their particular religious paradigm, then, then you need to feel guilty and shameful and you got to go to hell. So uh, that's another topic for another day. My invitation to you is number one, don't make yourself wrong if you're not having ease with your awareness. Number two, whatever impending doom you are perceiving, all right, that the medical profession would be like, you're suffering from depression or you're suffering from anxiety, okay? You know what? They're right. You are. But why? Why? Well, it's hereditary. Okay. <laughs> What's flipping the switch? Okay. What's causing the chemical imbalance? How about your awareness? There needs to be a school called Awareness University. That's what I thought about maybe calling this called Awareness University, where it's like you actually get present with who does this belong to, someone else's or something else, and you start to explore the talk to the entity tools, you start to wonder, hey, do I have dead relatives hanging around me that had these conditions? And is that why my body is actually mimicking it or my mind is starting to mimic it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could it be that you're aware of some earthquake across the world? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have tools in access consciousness that teaches you how to deal with what you're feeling and not buying it as yours. But it takes a level of vulnerability and a level of presence to use the tools even when you don't feel like they're working because we all want immediate results. You know, it's easy sometimes to just pop a pill and boom, you feel those brain chemicals change. It's easy to do that. And you know what? If you do do that, that's okay. Consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. 
Listen, if it's a medical emergency, by all means, take the medicine. But as a way of life is a whole nother story. You were not born with a deficiency in Prozac, okay? You may have the same, some neural patterning in your brain that's very similar to maybe your mom or your dad or whatever. So you react in similar ways that they did when they were alive. But a lot of that's just learned behavior anyway. Dr. Bruce Lipton, PhD, who taught medical students and stuff like that, he says, he, he's written the biology of belief and the biology of perception is that the, your genes, your genetic tendencies only reveal itself if you give it the same environment that your family did. Okay, but nowhere in our world do we teach people how to exercise their awareness to where they can actually benefit from it and not be at the effect of it. And it does take time. It does take practice. But you have to choose. You have to choose. And yes, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, you know, we refer to that as the lower harmonic of functioning on this reality. You want to really be functioning from perceiving, knowing, being, and receiving. And that's a whole nother level. Do I have bad days? Absolutely. Do I feel sometimes deep, intense melancholia? Absolutely. But I know it's not mine. I know it's not mine. So what do I do? I get my bars ran. What do I do? Who does this belong to? Is it someone else's or something else? I don't even bother asking if it's mine anymore because 99% of the time it's not anyway. So the odds are it's either someone else's or something else. And we can't do it in this call, but like does someone else and something else, I mean, there's a level of presence and persistence that you have to explore with those two possibilities. Okay. And as you work with the tools of access consciousness, now I'm not saying it's always entity awareness. I'm not saying it's always the awareness of the earth requiring an energetic contribution from you. You may be aware of someone that has a body that's actually struggling and you're picking up on it. So you kindly say, Hey, return to sender with consciousness attached. Okay. When you add the consciousness attached, then you're not sticking with sticking them. They'll actually get, hopefully the awareness they require to change it. And if not in this lifetime, the next. So everything that brought up for you guys, try <laughs> and create that. So look, don't be hard on yourself when you're struggling with your awareness and just know that your body is an information resource center. So whether you're struggling with anxiety, whether you're struggling with depression, whether you're struggling with like body stuff, there are multiple solutions and resources available in access consciousness. And you can check out um, some of the things I'm talking about on my website at www.dranthonymattis.com and check out the access consciousness website at www.accessconsciousness.com. But I'm here to say to you, you don't have to be at the effect of your awareness anymore. Anxiety is nothing more than awareness symptoms. Okay. I'll give you that, that there are situational <clears throat> circumstances that where you're in the sustained fight or flight the whole time. I get that, but I'm talking about like your everyday life stuff and you're having panic attacks 
and the things that you're in fear about, the things that you're in worry about don't really match the way you're reacting to it, 99% of the time it's your awareness. And with a good facilitator, they'll stay present with you and ask you questions so that you can actually get to the awareness of what you have not been acknowledging. Okay? Nothing happens to you, especially when it's with regards to, I mean, obviously in abuse situations and all that, but I'm saying if you're just having these panic attacks, it's not something that's happening to you, even though you feel like it is. Because <clears throat> you may be aware of 2,000, 200,000. If you happen to be a teenager stressed out about maybe your body image, how many other teenagers are stressed out about their body image? Or if you're over 40, how many people are looking in the mirror being like, oh my God, I'm losing my glow. I'm, I lost my prime. Well, everything that is, we just try and uncreate that first of all. Cool, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, online shorts, boys and males. And that's the access consciousness clearance statement. If you wanna learn more about that, you can go to www.theclearingstatement.com. So you have to develop your awareness muscles because in this reality, everywhere you look, the five senses is what's real and true. What if the five senses were just vehicles to give you information but not to actually conclude what you're feeling and what that actually means, okay? And don't judge a book by its cover. Just because you see something a certain way, it doesn't mean it is so. There could be something beyond that that you're not asking a question about and you're not getting the awareness. So don't be at the effect of your awareness Listen to your five senses from the standpoint of, okay, what are you trying to tell me, body? What is this? And what am I actually aware of here that I'm not acknowledging? And then you start to use the tools from there. And it does require a certain level of vulnerability to look at what you're actually aware of, because sometimes it's not going to be comfortable. Awareness is not always comfortable. Get over the point of view that it's always going to be like rosy. <laughs> it's not. It's a fucked up world we live in. All right, let's keep it real, okay? We are being lied to on so many freaking different levels. Like people don't even talk to each other because they're looking in their goddamn phones all the time. All right, so don't beat yourself up because of your feelings. Ask your feelings, what is this information that you're giving me? What is this fear? Who does this fear belong to? What do I do with it? Can I even change it? If so, how? And I promise you, you will be led in a direction that will cre create greater for you, your body, and your future. All right, so thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that helped and uh, look forward to seeing you in person someday soon. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more about Anthony, please come visit dranthonymatters.com. 
And if you'd like to know more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com.